When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. episode 112 we've got a very special nba guest coming up doris burke you watch her on espn and abc providing excellent analysis on nba games she's going to join us in just a bit but we hope everybody had a great christmas and uh, safe and enjoying being around family and friends we're enjoying being back in the Sriracha studios. We had a best of uh, episode last week, so it's been a couple of weeks since we've been with you live. And the Twitch chat is already on fire because Stacy King stepped out and really made it very obvious that you're not a fan of Grayson Allen last night. America. <laughs> I don't condone violence, okay? But I've been known to throw a few punches here and there, okay? I'm just saying, you know, I, I grew up throwing these things, Mark. I'm 100, 0, and 1. I only lost one fight in my lifetime. Yeah. That's to the one-armed girl. We go remember that look, story. Go yeah. back and look at that episode, okay? <laughs> it's not something I'm proud about, but it's, I, I have to admit when I took a loss. But this guy, and I got into a Twitter debate today with uh, a lot of them were Milwaukee fans. Yeah. Okay. And it's so funny when you when you're dealing with fan bases because when a guy's on your team, you kind of just erase his history. Yeah. Like, no, he's not like that. Oh, DeRozan flopped. Oh, Caruso. Uh, it wasn't a hard foul. Caruso fell down on himself and fell on his arm himself. Okay. Well, America, I, I had to get into it today. I could not. Look at it, a shiver, a forearm shiver to the head, America. Yeah. See this, okay? I couldn't let it go, Mark. No, I, of course I, I not. I couldn't let it go. And so on Twitter today, people were talking. So I had to pull out receipts. You know, when we pull out receipts, means you got to pull out facts. And so people act like that was his first offense that he's done in the <laughs> right. NBA. That was the right. first time he did anything wrong, okay? He has a history that goes all the way back to his freshman year at Duke where he has done things that are questionable against the rules. Tripping. Hitting people in the private parts, uh, sticking his butt out when someone's running down the court. You know, go back and look at my Twitter, America, and you see it. I posted it up there for you guys to see. It's posted up there so you can see all his offenses that he's done. I don't have anything against Grayson Allen. I just don't yes, like. Yes, you do. No, 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 <laughs> no. I, I think the kid has. I think the kid is a good NBA player. He, he can shoot the basketball. This is a league that is predicated on three point shooting. He belongs in this league because he can shoot three-point yeah. shots, okay? he And he's a kid that can handle the ball. He can do a lot of things. He plays defense. 
but it's the extra activities that you just can't turn a blind eye to that you just, I remember watching him in college and how he tripped players. And I was like, man, somebody needs to punch this kid. Like, you yeah. know, cause that's what that's, if you were playing, if you were playing a pickup game, me and Mark were talking about this. If you're playing a pickup game outside or you're playing in a health club and there's a guy that's notoriously that plays pickup games with you that does dirty stuff. You go to the layup, go layup or dunk the ball. And a guy runs underneath your, Oh Lord. Oh, somebody's I'll turn your music down. Oh Lord. They're trying to kill me over here. Oh, Maddie, Maddie, turn it down. I'm Maddie. a professional so, analyst. So anyway, so if you're, you're playing somebody in a pickup game and a dude who has notoriously known as being a hack, yeah. someone that tries to hurt people. You, you mean like for, when you and Tim used to play? Tim wasn't like that. We had Tim a couple guys. Hack. Jimmy the Redhead Assassin. Shout out to Jimmy the Redhead Assassin. If you listen to the you show, are the yeah, you are the best. Jimmy the Redhead Assassin would be considered Grayson Allen okay. at at at, 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 at Midtown. But yeah, it used to be yeah. Forrest Grove. Undercutting, yeah, main undercut, shots, running elbows. up, yeah, elbow hitting, yeah, hitting people in the private yeah, kidney yeah, shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah and he's about five foot two, <laughs> and he got away with it because he was so little. Yeah, and he said, you know, I, I, you just jumped over me, you know, and like one time he undercut me, and I literally wanted to throw him up against like the wall, <laughs> like Art, because I'm like, dude, what are you doing? I was still playing with the Bulls at the time. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? Like, you're not gonna block my my dunk. Why yeah. are you trying to? Uh, you know, you, I just want to play hard. Oh like, okay, no, you do that, yeah. you, you do that shit. You hate that guy. You do that shit again when I'm gonna knock you out. Okay. Yeah, so, your forehead hit my kneecap. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> so, 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 like I said, if you were playing a pickup game, there would be blows thrown. You'd have to be separated. You know, someone hits you in the back of the neck with a, a forearm shiver, and they have a reputation of being in the pickup game, being doing excess of stuff. You, you would get up, you'd probably swing on a guy. So it's no different in the NBA. NBA players in the 90s, the difference between the 90s and, and today's league is the 90s, we took care of it in-house. Like, that didn't happen. If you, you did something to Michael Jordan, you better believe we're going to get you back. It may not be at that second, but it's going to be sometime in the game. And as big guys, we would say, MJ, just run him off the screen. Yeah. And subtly, because you can't do it right away because then it looks like obvious that you went after him. It might be in the fourth quarter. might be the next game. But he's going to know you don't do that to our player. You don't, you don't do anything dirty to our player. These guys are all nice and everything. But I guarantee you, and I tell this to the Bucks fans, if Grayson Allen would have been on another NBA team and he did that to Giannis, oh, yeah, trust yeah. me, yeah. and it would have been in Milwaukee, they would have had to have a police escort to get that kid out of there because they would not have tolerated that, and any NBA team would not have tolerated it. So to sit up there and act like, oh, everybody's overreacting and uh, everybody's picking on Grayson Allen, come on, man, stop capping. Yeah, and given the history, too, that he, he could have ended – Alex Caruso's career last year with that dirty play that and, he, and, that he and, broke and Mark, his wrist on. And Mark, and Alex is still having problems with his wrist. If yeah. you ever watch him in the game, he's constantly moving. It's constantly getting tight. It's constantly tight, and he's always fiddling around with it. He's not fully recovered from that. Yeah. And that could have ended his career. Yeah, so for Bucks fans to say, you, you know, that some I know somebody said that oh DeRozan has more technicals than Grayson Allen. I mean, you oh, talk about apples and flop, oranges comparison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just, oh yeah, uh, DeRozan has more technical fouls yeah. than okay. So now you're comparing apples and oranges. Yeah. You're comparing a basketball player disagreeing with a call with an yeah. official getting the tech. You're not DeRozan's not going out there taking people down out the air. Right. He's not out there tripping people yeah. or hitting them in the in the private parts. So don't don't compare that. That's that's you know you're pulling up analytics. And and trying to turn and twist the, the narrative to fit, you know, the crime. And it's no, it's not, like yesterday. Oh, he got pushed. Okay, he got pushed by Patrick Williams, but there was enough space for him to be able to slow down and not plenty do what he room. did. There yeah. was plenty of room. It wasn't like he was like you know twelve inches away from him or a foot away from him. He had plenty of room to stop. And then 
he could have just grabbed DeRozan and just took the foul. Like, I got pushed. The referee's going to see it. I got pushed. Hold up. Hold DeRozan up. But he came with the forearm shiver. Like, he just, like, off the turnbuckle. He jumped off the turnbuckle. <laughs> like, the like oh, yeah. And he came with the forearm shiver. And he gave a little extra push. Yes, it wasn't did. like he just stopped and hit him. He gave the extra push. And that's why everybody, that's why me and Adam said what we said. That's why people have been saying what they've said about this kid. And if you go back and you um, look at the video of Dan Dockage, who does college basketball, Oh, they did a summer league when he first came into the league when he was with Memphis. And he got ejected out of two games, one against Boston Celtics and uh, against Grant Williams. He, he sucker punched him, hit him in the back of the head, and then it hard fouled him across the face. Got ejected out of that game. And Dan Dockage took tasks to him, just ripped him. So go listen to Dan Dockage to see what Dan Dockage said about right. him. If y'all think yeah. what I said was harsh, <laughs> go listen to Dan Dockage. Well, Stace, you had a little extra last night. You said a two-piece and a biscuit, which you said many times – but then you added a Fanta. Let me tell you something. America. <laughs> Last night. America. Fanta. America. What flavor this. was the Fanta? Orange. 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 Of course. Of course. America. <laughs> when I tell you, listen, I, I, it takes a lot to get me mad, okay? There's only been a few times on this show that I've been wanting to throw punch somebody, but I've been able to calm myself down. Whispers over here has got, been a victim of about five throw punches. Francisco over here has been, been threatened. Matter of fact, he's going to get it after the show because he's talking about my Sooners. We'll talk about that later. But I don't, I don't condone violence, okay? I try, I try to turn the other cheek, okay? But a lot of times you can't turn the other cheek in this world, man. You just can't. You have to address issues when they come up. And when a person is a repeat offender of doing the same thing over and over, obviously he's not learning. Obviously he's not understanding that you can't do that in this game. OK, so therefore, since we just like when you're little kids, you know, you talk to your kids, we, we talk to them, give them a time out. No, you can't do that. Don't do that. Dad didn't want. No, no, don't do that. And then you keep doing it. And after a time later, man, you might have to get a little diaper. You might have to little slap the little hand. Right. So, so, the, so the biscuit and the Fanta is something extra. Yeah, you know, Tim, you're making more out of this than what it needs to be. Okay, first of all, you was late to this. You was late to the show today. You, you, you know, I was not. You're late to the show, not. and you know, you're not on my good side right now. Matter of fact, there is a box full of throat punches that will be delivered to He's you. He's giving them out for the yeah, holiday there, season. This is the holiday spirit. Holiday spirit. I'm giving out throat punches. This mm. man over here. Mm. Hey, the uh, the chat mm. on YouTube is is really hot today. And hot. Ben is asking uh, Stacy, who do you think uh, an OG bull that you'd like to see that would have been on the court after Grayson Allen pulled that shit? How about a uh, guy like Charles Oakley. Oh, oh! I can name a, I can name yeah, a ton. A few, of, I named a few people. Even Stacey King. Uh, yeah, been my, myself. King Scott there. Williams. Uh, Horace Grant. Um, Charles Oakley. Uh, Matt Dennis Hobson. I Bill mean, Cartwright. I mean, Bill Cart. I mean, there's a Will Purdue. Even Will would have went out there and did something. I mean, there's a lot of guys that would have done something because you got to stick up for your teammates. Yeah, you have to. I mean, if somebody ran at my teammate and was trying to like get in his face, and you know, I'm going to be right there with my teammate. I, I got your back. I'm not going to let that happen to you. Um, this league is is a league like you know. It's I, I don't want to say soft because that's a really harsh word. Um, but it, it's in my opinion, this league. Everybody's friends. You know, everybody's friends. There's no think about how many rivalries there actually are in this league now. That's what made the NBA so special. It started with Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, and you had, you know, Boston and Philadelphia rivalry, the Bulls in Detroit, the Bulls in New York. You know, you had all these rivalries. What rivalries do you have in the NBA now? No one like yeah. no. There's no dislike other than Memphis is trying to with Golden Me State. Me yeah. Memphis is trying to yeah. stir up the pot a little bit. I give John Moran that young Memphis team. A lot of credit. They're trying to bring back that 90s yeah. style basketball. Like, yo, we don't like you. You don't like us. Let's settle it.
Hey, before we talk about the Bulls and what's going on with the season, we want to tell you one of our great sponsors. When it comes to insurance for your auto, home, and business, make sure you contact the king of insurance, our good friend, nationwide agent, Jeff Vukovic. You can reach him at jeffvuk.com. That's jeffvuk.com. And as the best jingle in the business, Stacy's pointing at Tim. I'm pointing at Tim. Go ahead, Tim. No, I'm not doing it. How about Come on, Tim. Come on, Tim. Do it, please. Go on. Nationwide. Okay, no. <laughs> Nationwide is on your side. I, knew I had that to stop him. Yeah. I had to stop America. <laughs> he was close. already butchering it. I'm that sorry. Was close. Your voice was dry. It just didn't come off good. I had to stop you. Sorry, I thought Tito. The raspiness was good. Sorry, Tito. No. <laughs> no. Woo-hoo. Hey, let's talk about the Bulls a little bit. It's been a kind of a roller coaster ride over the last couple of weeks. A couple of ugly losses, the 150-point game at Minneapolis, and then they gave up 133 to the Rockets on Monday. But, Stacy, they've won four of their last five, and if the season ended today, they'd be in the play-in tournament. I call them the cardiac bulls yeah. because, you, you, you know, you're getting a heart attack when they're winning, and you get a heart attack when they're losing. <laughs> I mean, it's just so much – there's so much, like – so much drama with this team so far this year, you know, um, to give up 150 points to start that road trip off uh, a team that we thought we should have beaten and without and towns, without, without towns and Gobert, no rim protection. Right. We should have beat that team. They got 150 points against us. And I, and I and listen, this is a prideful team. Okay. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care. I got into this discussion today on Twitter too, is that, don't believe everything that you're reading in media. Some of this stuff is like, you know, they're they're throwing things on the wall to see if it'll stick. There is no problem between these players on this team. They all get along. I'm I'm with them all the time. Okay. I have an insight that no one else has. Right. No, no newspaper, no, no media person, nobody. I have an insight, the direct line to these guys. And these guys get along perfectly. Okay. What the problem was is is that their defense has been atrocious this year. And it's because lack of, you know, second and third efforts. And so that was addressed amongst the team is that guys need to come out and be prepared on defense, not Mm -hmm. offense, because the Bulls can score with anybody in the league. They have to be able to come out and stop teams. That's the only way they're going to win. You have to be able to go out there and you've heard DeMar. We've had, we've interviewed DeMar after wins. And the first thing they say is, is that, yeah, you know, we had to get together. We had to come out here and we got to play hard every single night. This is how we have to play. And so it gets so frustrating to the Bulls nation is because you see these games against Brooklyn, the Celtics, win two against Celtics. We win two against Milwaukee teams that supposedly we're not even supposed to win these games because last year we were beating all the, the tomato cans per se. We were beating all the bad teams, but losing to all the good teams. And that was one of the big issues. Like, well, the bulls are not going to get past the first round because they can't beat good teams. And the good teams are on the playoffs. Now, now it's the opposite. We're beating the good teams and we're coming to these games against the weaker teams and taking those teams for granted and saying, oh, we'll just show up. We can beat the Rockets. They only won three games on the road. They're the worst team on the road. So uh, let's go ahead and get this W and just come out here and give a half, you know, ass effort. And you can't do that. And I think, you know, after seeing last night's game, you know, guys have to start taking this personally because it's like you just had a bad game against Houston and all of a sudden a day later you had one day off and now you turn up your intensity level against Milwaukee because why? Because you know these good teams will blow you blow the doors off of you if you come out of here playing like you did against Houston. But that same mental focus, Mark, has to be every single game the rest of the night. I know it's impossible to really evaluate where this Bulls team stands right now, but it, uh, is the arrow, do you think, pointing up? pointing down or kind of in the middle because, you know, they've, as I mentioned, they won four of their last five. The last three wins were right at the end. They came back from 11 down against Milwaukee the other day. Where, where, what's the state of the Bulls right now? 
Listen, I liken the Bulls to where Boston was last year. Boston was a disaster in the first half. They were one of the worst teams in the Eastern Conference in the in the you know first half of the season last year. They were fighting amongst themselves. They didn't know who the man was. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown were you know not coexisting as the number one and number two yeah. guy. They both want to be number one guy. Uh, so they were imploding last year, and then all of a sudden you know they were going to trade Marcus Smart. You heard his name up. They were ready to blow up that whole team, and then all of a sudden. You know, they had a come-to-Jesus meeting in the locker room. Guys put their personal differences to the side and say it's all about winning. And they turned it around. They were the hottest team in the second half, and they rode that hot streak all the way to the finals. I say the Bulls are in that same situation. They have the talent enough to really make some noise. We don't know when when Zach, when uh, when Zoe is coming back. That's huge. If Zoe, if Zoe ever comes back, I mean, again, that's like adding three players. That's if. But until he comes back... These guys have to man the post right now. They have to man, they have to defend home court. They got to defend, you know, when they go out and play these teams, they got to come out and play hard every night until Zoe comes back. Because when Zoe comes back, you don't want to be in the 12th or 13th spot trying right. to fight into a playoff spot. You want to be comfortably in the playoffs. And then when you get a Zoe back, you're ready to go. Cause now you get a player back that's fresh, ready to go. And a guy who's going to bring something different that we haven't seen since he went out. Yeah, hopefully he will be able to return this year. The last reports, he still doesn't know what his status is, hasn't done any basketball activity, but hopefully they can get him back at some point. You know, the Bulls come from behind win over Milwaukee. It wasn't the only crazy comeback of this week. It's been just bizarre with so many strange finishes. How about the game between the Knicks and Dallas? The Knicks had a nine-point lead with 33 seconds left, and Dallas came back. <clears throat> Doncic missed a free throw uh, and, you know, on purpose, got his own rebound and scored to force overtime, and then Dallas won the game in overtime. And the stat line for Luka has never before been seen. Even Will Chamberlain didn't get this. 60 points, 21 rebounds, and 10 assists. You know, you look at Luka, and you're thinking, this guy doesn't look like he's going to be a dominant NBA player, but he just kills guys. I mean, the way he plays is remarkable. Well, you, you go back to that draft. And you look at the teams who had an opportunity to get him. Imagine, oh, yeah, imagine yeah. him being oh. on Phoenix Suns team right now. Imagine <laughs> it, Imagine him playing in Sacramento. Him alone yeah. could have probably had that team in the playoffs by now, yeah. even in his first year. So a lot of teams passed on him. The trade, and even the, Atlanta. Trey Young's great, yeah, but Trey, yeah, yeah. And and so you, I mean, you know, so you see that. So when this is all said and done, you know, this kid is going to be looked at as one of the greatest players to ever play. He reminds me so much of Larry Bird, you know, not not yeah. great athlete, but he just finds multiple ways to beat you. He's a much better he's a much better athlete than Larry Bird. Don't yeah. sleep. I mean, he dunked on somebody the other night. I saw that. I was like, oh man, Luca dunked on somebody, right? He turned that yeah. over. But I tell you what, you take Luca off that team, Dallas's might be whatever their G League team's name is. They, yeah, uh, they might especially have to, after losing Brunson, yeah, that was a bad yeah, move. Yeah, you know what? I think they they undervalued how important Jalen Brunson yeah. was to that team. I think they they looked at him being a second round pick, and they saw Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah, thought he'll just him, step in. And He'll fine. step in, yeah. but what they realized, what that kid brought to the table was the intangibles, the leadership, the ability to to make others better around him, as you see with the Knicks. We saw the two times, the three games we played against them. You know, he's the reason why the Knicks beat us the first two out of three times because, you know, late in the game, to have a point guard to settle everybody down, to tell Julius Randle, no, we're not taking bad shots, get in the post or go wherever you are. We're going to take, take advantage of the matchups. You know, that's that's what you need. How about LeBron uh, the other night saying that he's not going to play the rest of his career with losing teams, kind of throwing a, uh, a little kerosene on the fire with the Lakers with everything's going on, almost threatening that if you don't get your act together, I'll just go somewhere else where I can win a championship. Well, if you're Lakers, you say, good. 
Because, you know, you, you've been quietly, you know, LeBron is as great a player as he is. He's a terrible GM. Yeah, Because true. at the end of the day, at the end of the day, he has pressured the Lakers into getting all these players that he wanted. These are all, you got, look at all the players that are in on other teams that the Lakers could have right now on their roster and probably would have won multiple titles. Kuzma, you 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 let him go. Now you want to trade back for him. It's like no, that's not going to happen. Then you got you got Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram. Uh, you know you got Josh Hart that's playing well in yeah. Portland. Uh, you know Alex Caruso. You had all these guys on your roster, Lonzo Ball, and you let them all go because LeBron didn't want to be on a on a young team trying to help a young team get. If he would have just been a little patient, gave him one or two years. And let those guys and oh, they, remember they had Julius Randle yeah, too. Julius Randle. So they right. all these guys are all somewhere else and made All Star teams. If they would have kept those teams together and and the Lakers would have stood stood pat and said, LeBron the player, we love you, but LeBron the GM not going to have you. We're going to do that. And I think they've allowed him to bring you know Carmelo Anthony, all these guys on his team, and then they're old. I mean, they're older. They're not they're not the same players they used to be, and it's showing now. We started talking about the uh, little fracas with uh, Grayson Allen and the Bucks, but there was a, a much a more serious incident happened at the in Detroit. Uh, you know, it, it was just very bizarre. Mo Wagner gets hit in the back of the head and and uh, literally gets knocked out. And and what's the name of the PA guy in Detroit who's been there for years? Detroit basketball. Yeah, I don't know. I don't but, remember, he, yeah. but he's got that distinctive delivery. Real deep voice. And Killian Hayes hits him with a forearm and literally knocks him out. And so our guy in the PA goes, don't leave your seat. If you leave your seat, you're going to jail. <laughs> you're going to jail. Everybody remembered the malice at the yes. palace and they didn't want round two at the, uh, the pizza arena. Or whatever they well, call it. Well, and yeah, the Pizza Hut. I think it's not not pizza. It's a uh, Little Caesars. Little, little Caesars, Caesars Arena. Yeah, yeah. Pizza, pizza. Um, but <laughs> yeah, let's but, get some pizza in here. By yeah, the way, yeah, no kidding, man. What kind of place is this, man? We used to bring food here all the time. We ain't got nothing now. So yeah, look I'm, at over Tim. Here, I'm over here drinking hot sauce. <laughs> I'm, over here, I'm over here drinking Just hot like sauce. We got hot sauce here. Nothing to put it on. Hey, don't our hand. Don't forget, Lucas said after the 61 points, I need a recovery beer. That's right, he oh did. Oh, my God, yeah. this guy's done. But Which I'm is a great you, line. I like him even better I, after I, that. I'm going to tell you what, though. I'm going to tell you what. That, that was ugly last night. Uh, Wagner is always instigating things. He's always instigating He's the, things. He's the yeah. lesser talented yeah, yeah, Wagner. exactly. And so he, like, you know, what he did, did, did Killian Hayes flop a little bit, try to get that loose ball? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Okay, he went flying into I think he made it worse than what it really was. But Wagner did throw a little uh, flipper. Uh, yeah. But afterwards, man, to hit somebody in the back of the head, man, I, I'm square up, man. If you want to fight somebody, square up, man. Let them see you. Like, let's, you know, right. I, you look at me, I look at you, and let's fight. Because I never want to be a guy to hit somebody from behind or sucker punch somebody and then act like I'm a badass. Like, yeah. You, you, you hit the dude in the back of the head. Yeah. I don't care how big he was and how small you were. You sucker punched him and hit him in the back of the head and knocked him out. So unless he had like some titanium forearms, I'm like, damn, how did he knock him out with a little forearm? Well, at least of one head? of the Detroit coaches caught him. It would have been worse if they just let him fall. Because <laughs> he, he fell like a tree. He did. He like was going down. He was like, yeah. And I was like, did he get knocked out from like a blow to the back of it? Like yeah. a shiver to the neck? Hey, if you get somebody right, that's that one inch punch. You know? Yeah, the one inch punch. But I, I'm telling you, Mark, I'm telling you, Mark, I, I just don't like guys. I don't like sucker punching, man. I never, yeah. I never like that. I never like any. You're a coward. You sucker punch somebody. If you want to fight somebody and you got, you, you want to handle your business, like square up and let's go. Let's go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't sit up there and the dude turns his back and you hit him in the back of the head. Man, that's such a coward move, man. That's a punk move. 
Hey, we've got a very special guest waiting in the yeah, Sriracha we waiting room. We're not going to keep Doris Burke waiting for no, another we never second. Can, no, we so never keep I know Doris all the folks waiting. on the chat line are really excited about uh, the interview with Doris and weighing in with some possible questions as well. So Doris Burke is next on Give Me the Hot Sauce, episode 112. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Time for a very special treat here on the Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast. It's our pleasure to welcome in Doris Burke, who does outstanding work for ESPN and ABC, analyzing the NBA. She's done work on college basketball, done play-by-play in her past. Doris, thank you so much for joining us. We understand you're getting a little bit of a break for the holidays. I imagine during the middle of an NBA season, you must treasure this time. Yeah, it's uh, it's unique to go almost two weeks between games. But uh, next up, we just switched out of my next telecast, which was supposed to be Chicago at Philly on Friday, mm-hmm. guys. And because Brooklyn is rolling right now and Zion is so telegenic, uh, I'm now going to be at New Orleans uh, a week from Friday. So I'll miss you, Stacey. Oh, <laughs> man, that just stinks. <laughs> Come on, Doris. Talk to him. <laughs> tell, tell him you want to see that Philly Bulls game. <laughs> Bulls got to win some more games. Well, let me ask you a question because you, you you've you've done some Bulls games this year. You've seen the team from afar. Um, tell us your take on this team and, and what you think the problem is from the outside. I think even I was watching last night, Stacey, and I think the thing that strikes me the most is just the the fluctuations you get with this team. You know, in the third quarter, I thought Giannis was running rough shot over you guys. It didn't appear that anybody. Uh, had any interest. And I I don't blame them from, uh, you know, a sanity (laughs) perspective. I'm not sure I'd want to step in front of Giannis when he's rolling either. Um, But there came a point where it just felt like the tide shifted a little bit defensively. Um, And then to see the run they made in the uh, in the fourth and down the stretch, that one play by DeMar at the end of that regulation was just ridiculous. I, I guess I'd ask you guys this question about the Bulls. You know, and I, I'm 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 going to be honest, right? Like I don't, don't pull for teams. I grew up a Knicks fan because of where I, you know, was born and raised. Um, I'm I'm not as much a Knicks fan just because my job requires me to be so neutral. But I I because of Billy Donovan, I pull for the Bulls, right? Like I I want to see them do well because my classmate is is coaching them. The one thing, like, what do you think their ceiling is? If Lonzo Ball is is healthy, right? Is it the ceiling we saw at the end of last season after the great start? You know, what's I don't know what the over-under on games one was supposed to be this year. I don't know whether there's 45 games. Like I'd ask you the ceiling of this team, what you believe it is. Because you're immersed in it every single day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I will say this. If Lonzo Ball is healthy, he adds a totally different dimension to this team. I mean, it's like having three players on your team from the point guard position, six foot six. He can defend anybody in the pick and roll. I mean, he's been able to guard guys like Giannis in the post without a double team. Uh, He rebounds from the point guard position, which we struggle at on the defensive boards at times. Uh, He blocks shots. He comes down and blocks shots. He was the second in block shots last year. And where he's really missed this year, Doris, is the fact that 
he is the facilitator. He makes Zach's game more efficient. He makes DeMar's game more efficient. It takes the ball out of DeMar's hands, having to bring the ball up the floor every single time down the floor. Because if you notice, we don't do a lot of fast breaking. I mean, there's occasionally right. a, every blue moon will have one game. Where we have like 25 fast break points, but that's few and far between. But with Zoe, Zoe is a guy that really pushes the tempo and it's not even off the bounce. It's like get a rebound, turn and pitch the ball up the floor with guys running. And the guys respect him enough to get out on the wings and take off and fill lanes because they know they're going to get the ball. They know Zach knows he's going to get a lob pass from anywhere past half court if he runs hard. Uh, right now, I just think that we in the second half last year, go back to that second half when he went out, we lost that leadership at that point guard position. And then we started playing more ISO ball. And it's kind of carried over yeah. to this year where we're, we're really strictly an ISO ball type of team. As good as DeMar has played, it's still yeah. ISO ball. You know, it's it's funny. I would say two things about Lonzo. And, you know, obviously you look at, at up front, what you have up front. But when you pressure the ball with, with, with Lonzo, when you can pressure the ball at the point of attack with Caruso, it, it gives you a little bit more time for that post player to maybe get to top side or to find position or to maybe meet that post early. Uh, people can forget how disruptive Lonzo was at the point of attack. And yep. To me, that's that's the area where defensively I feel like you're not the same. And then to your point about, like one thing Lonzo does exceptionally well in my mind, and Doc Rivers, because I, you know, I live in Philly in the winter, Doc is preaching this constantly, uh, you know, that push ahead pass, that catch at the free throw line in the backcourt, that 35-foot pass that automatically puts pressure on a team if somebody's sprinting the floor, in, in particular if there's a big running rim to rim. And uh, listen, you can look across the East to me, Stacy, and and see teams who've got to find more diversity offensively. Doc's preaching that because he knows yes, the pick and roll with Harden and and uh, Embiid is elite. But the more diverse you are offensively, the more dangerous. And you can't be grinding every possession. Yes, like. In the playoffs, somebody you got to get some easy buckets so those those opportunities in transition look no further than the Milwaukee Bucks, right? Like they're 18th in offense. Think about how you know stayed they got down the stretch that jumper by Giannis late. Like they got to get better offensively, and all those easy ones you get they matter. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you because uh, in in this game, you know, 82 games, you know, teams don't have time to lock in on you completely. Uh, you just kind of go about, okay, we know what this guy likes to do. We'll try to take it away. But when you go to a playoff game, it goes into a half-court game. Now, because teams have time to prepare, they have time to take away everything that you're trying to do. And that's what we ran into last year against Milwaukee in that first round. Like We, we should have probably won the first game. And then the second yeah. game, we end up winning. But they figured out what DeMar was doing. And they said, hey, you know what? The Bulls don't shoot the three ball very well, so let's, we don't close out to their non-shooters. And let's just you know zone it up in the middle and force DeMar to have to make decisions with the ball or take difficult shots. Yeah. Yeah. That's the key. I'm like, that's like, that's elite. This is what, this is what Milwaukee does um, defensively. Sometimes I look at the length that they have and they have done a better job. There's been moments Boston on Christmas day, lit them up from three. But one thing that's making them better defensively is their willingness to change. Right. Bud gave up, I think 53 more threes to Boston in the conference semifinals than they made 
So now the beauty of staying attached to those shooters is there's length in other positions, there's size. And oh, by the way, Brooke Lopez, pretty damn good there, man yes. in the center. As a communicator, as a guy who can protect the rim, you know, sort of navigate his way around and make sure everybody's handling pick and roll. Like, I don't worry about Milwaukee defensively. Um, I'm, I'm curious how many of their offensive struggles are based on uh, the absence of Chris Middleton. But so, so, so if you're going to, if you want, in, you're moving forward. You're the Chicago Bulls, Stacey. What what do they need? Ooh, wow, that's a good question. Put your GM hat on. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna put my GM hat on right now. Um, I tell you what, um, it, it's tough because, like, at first, it, I think a lot of people don't think Zach and and Demar can play together right now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I disagree with that. I, I think if you had Lonzo Ball there. Because uh, they they worked out really well last year. And that's definitely what we need, a point guard. I've even said I feel like they should start Dragic because Dragic gives you the best chance because he's a true point guard. He knows how to get everybody involved and get easier shots. He also can stretch the defense because he shoots, you know, close to 38% from the three-point line, which you have to honor that. Whereas Caruso and Io don't shoot the three-ball very well. And their teams are just leaving them – to clog the middle, to to add more help to Zach or Demar, so um, that's something I, I I hope that they they look into right now until because they're trying to limit his minutes. They don't want him to play a lot of minutes, but he's playing twenty five to twenty eight minutes anyway. So let him get those at the right. starting because we we've been struggling getting off to good starts. Like that's been yeah. our Achilles heel all season long. We find ourselves down. 15 points, 16 points in the first quarter, and we have to fight our way all the way back. And uh, I think that's one of the big reasons. I would caution your fans about uh, calling for the breakup of Levine um, and DeMar, because I think you saw this at the start of last year with the Celtics tandem. There are, you know, conversations about, well, they don't pass to one another. Their skill sets are too similar. Can't please them both. And I'm thinking to myself, those two guys are the last of the Celtics problems. They're they're long, they're athletic, they can post a mismatch, they can both break you down off the dribble. Like you're out of your minds if you trade either one of them. Same to me with Demar and Zach. Like I agree, Stace, they can play together. Um, and what I the idea of starting Dragic, you know what the other element? There's a competitive toughness and a big game experience to that guy. Yes that I like. And I sort of like starting that game with him with those other two, because I don't know, there's just this competitive toughness that I I like about him. um, In addition to his experience and the other skills you, you talked about. Doris, I know a lot of our viewers and listeners would like to know more about you personally. You were an outstanding player at Providence, set a whole bunch of records, and and then you got into broadcasting. How did that transition from player to broadcaster happen, and and who was most influential in in getting you on the fast track to the success you're enjoying now? I'm going to be honest with you. If you guys could have seen me in college, like I had it all going on. Bad hair, bad skin, bad teeth, bad clothes, you name it. And and terribly shy, like painfully shy. You could ask Billy this. I was an absolute freaking disaster. Um, But, you know, I love the game and um, I've cared deeply about it. It's probably shaped who I am for far too long. I picked it up when I was seven. You know, I'm the last of eight kids, very working class family. I have no shot of going to college. 
my parents were about paying bills and trying to make sure the lights are staying on. So, so the fact that I got that ba- basketball scholarship, I say I'd be a waitress on the Jersey Shore if I don't get educated because of my, the game of basketball. And I fell into it, Mark, to be honest with you. I left coaching. Uh, I was an assistant at my alma mater, Providence College, for two years. But I wanted to get married and start my family. And I did not think I could be a great coach and be a great mom and wife and all the things I had hoped to be um, back then. There were some women who were pulling it off at the time. Pat Summit would be one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll never forget this. I knew I made the right choice. I was uh, covering Penn State at the time. Head coach was highly successful. She goes to her first Final Four, and in the postgame presser, she said, I'd like to thank my husband, John, for raising my children. Now, I'm an announcer at that point, and I'm probably eight to ten years deep in my career, and I thought, okay, you made the right choice. Like, I've been really lucky. And I, I entered the business, to be honest with you guys, at the perfect time. Coverage of women's basketball was starting to explode. Um, you know, then the deeper I got into my career, the 1997, the WNBA formed, I happened to land the job in New York, like media, major media market. I, I say my, my career is a happy accident. I am the luckiest person on earth. I kid you not. Wow. I, t- I tell you what, I mean, I, I, I look at you as one of the best in the business and, you know, I'm not just saying that cause you're here. I, I definitely, definitely really mean that. Um, talk a little bit about who, when you were coming up in the business that you, you idolized and you said, Hey, you know what? Um, I can learn a lot from this person. I'm taking a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Cause I think we all do. We all do. Cause Dick Vitale, oh, yeah. Dick Vitale was my guy. Like that's how my energy yeah. level comes off is I always yeah. loved the way he would come to Oklahoma and be like, where's my man, Scott King? You know, and he was just, <laughs> I, I just thought that was the coolest thing. Yeah. And I said, I want to oh. be like him and Kevin yeah. Harlan, Kevin Harlan used to do <laughs> Minnesota games when I was in Minnesota. And I always, Always oh, loved yeah. his energy. So I'm like, man, if I ever do any kind of broadcast, I want to be like those guys. So who is it so, for you? So funny you say Dick Vitale, my closest friend from high school. Um, I remain very good friends with her. She told me years ago when we were kids, I swore one day I would work with Dick Vitale. I don't remember saying it, but I happened to be on his team at one point as a sideline reporter. Um, I love, do you guys remember uh, uh, Billy Packer? Oh, sure. Dick, en- Dick Enberg yep. and Al McGuire were a trio. Yep. And you used to have to watch college basketball Saturday or Sunday at like noon or three o'clock. And it was UCLA, it was Notre Dame. There were only certain teams on. And I was always like an Al McGuire fan. Like, I don't know, stylistically, Billy was straight and Al had more flavor and style and substance. And uh, so those, that's the earliest memory I have, Stacy. And then, you know, I was really fortunate when I was early in my career, Robin Roberts was doing play-by-play yep. on women's basketball before she obviously, you know, became the, the monumental star she is. Um, but she was an incredible mentor to me. You know, the the work habits, the professionalism. I, I was sort of calling Big East Women's Basketball. UConn was becoming a powerhouse. I'm looking next to her thinking, my God, I'm working with Robin Roberts. So <laughs> I've had a few. I'm going to be honest and thank you for what you said earlier, because there are certain local broadcasts now that I only cover the NBA. Like certain times you're like tuning in and going, all right. You know, we got the Stacy Adams <laughs> last night. Uh, I had I had Steve and Lisa, and they are great. But as I texted Adam about the start of the second quarter, they are not 
Sriracha. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. That's I was I was right next to when I got the text. So you show me. That, that, that's where the name of the of the podcast came from, Doris. Stacy's trademark call. Give me the hot sauce. Yeah, I did. It did. It did. It did. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Mark. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, Stacy. You can. See, I don't know if you can see on our table. He's got his own line of hot sauce. That's how big I'm, this guy is now. I see it. Maybe I'm getting a gift pack. I told her. Yeah, I said I was going to send her a gift pack. I told her I was going to send her a gift pack. We're going to get her a, get her a gift pack. Yeah. So we we were talking last night. You you saw the the play with Grayson Allen, okay? And you yeah, you've, yeah. I mean, give it. You're you're an analyst. I mean, give us your take on that. I mean, and 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 his yeah. and his. I want to say his history of being a guy that pushes it to the limit. You know what I'm saying? So what is your take yeah. on that? Did you think that was excessive last night? It, so, and listen, I did not hear what you said. I saw some of the action on Twitter. And to me, my eyes at first were like, okay, he got pushed into him. The problem for that young man is his history. And it happened so consistently, both at Duke and then in the early part, like, Listen, if I'm a Chicago Bulls fan, I'm pulling my hair out last yeah. night. You lost Alex Caruso last year, last year because, you know, of of what was considered a ridiculous, you know, open floor at the cup play. And I, you know, I'm looking at him and seeing DeMar's reaction, I'm thinking, well, unfortunately for you, your history, as I, I had a coach one time tell me, your reputation is like a tail. You can look back and hope like hell it's gone. It ain't gone. And for Grayson Allen, for the rest of his career, this is going to haunt him. But visually, Stacy, I did not react to it the way you did. It looked like in the course of defending, to me, you know, he he punched into DeMar. Hey, you, we- you, thought, you thought it was bad. I, I know you did. Yeah, yeah, I'm, we, I'm, yeah, we, you know, because we've seen it, you know, the play last year especially comes to mind. Um, you know, they were to yeah. play with Luca earlier, I think, I think this year they played Dallas where he was going for a loose ball and he took Luca out there. Now, this is one of your star players in the league. You know, um, you know, in the 90s, those these kind of plays were every single time down the floor, you know, but in this day and age, these these plays are not, you know, you don't see those plays. You know, you don't see a guy who's going in for a layup defenseless and then you clothesline him basically and, and throw him on a, on, throw him on the ground. And he breaks his wrist and and Caruso missed like 30 games because of that. And he still okay. his wrist is still giving him problems. So That's we're a good. little we're here in Chicago. We're a little on edge when he's involved in anything. I, I listen. It's why I preface my remarks by saying, if I'm a Chicago fan, I understand. And to your point, you know, Steve Kerr played back when you were talking about. Do you remember the play last year that had him incensed when Marcus Smart dives for a loose ball? I can't remember who he went into, but you know, the knee hit, and Marcus saying, "Hey, man, this is the way I play." Um, but Marcus obviously has a totally different reputation yeah. than than Grayson Allen, so. Hey, speaking of the Western Conference, it's really up for grabs right now. Golden State is at 500. I believe they're 10th in the West right now. The Lakers are wallowing in 13th. LeBron made those cryptic comments about he doesn't want to finish his career playing for losing teams. But I want to focus more on the top where you see New Orleans and Memphis and Denver 
Uh, Zion Williamson had 43 points last night, and D'Angelo Russell had the great quote after the game where he said, he's playing football while we're playing basketball. Is, is, is Zion, and while Ja too as well, is that the future of the league? And, and what do you make of, of Zion? If he can stay healthy, can, can he become one of, the, one of the real faces of the league? Oh, I think so. I think, you know, because of the, the explosiveness of his game, I'm amazed, Stacy, that he gets left all the time. And, you know, cr- credit to their staff for getting them to that position. But that first step, that explosiveness, um, I, he reminds me a little bit of Giannis in the fact that he seems to be able to physically punish you. Right. But as a defender, when you're reacting to him, um, you know, it's there's not the level of physicality allowed. I think he he like Giannis is very challenging for these officials to officiate because you know what's coming offensively, um, and so that's I think an, it's an interesting dance. Um, I love Jean Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, I, do I too. was stunned <clears throat> by the comment he made to Malika Andrews about we're worried about Boston. Nobody in the West. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 He said, nobody in the West. And like, Stacey, um, how is that interpreted now? Like, you saw what Golden State did on their home floor without Steph Curry. Like, they had a message for those young boys. But like, do you find that appealing, that level of confidence? Or to a player, is that more off-putting? Because at this point, they've not yet even won a Western Conference championship. Well, I, I think I think it's bulletin board material to the teams in the Western Conference, like Denver, who hadn't hit their stride yet. They're starting to play a yeah. little bit better. Uh, yeah. I think I think Golden State took it personally. Uh, they've been taking it personally since you know last year. So um, I think players I think players look at it and it's like you know. Yeah, we can't wait to play you. We can't wait to to show you that you're not as good as you are. But I, I love their confidence. I love his confidence because, you know, that's what that's how the 90s were. And that's how the 90s the teams were. People, guys were just confident. Larry Bird would tell you what he's going to do to you before he even did it. You know, <laughs> that's right. Magic's going to come out there and tell you what he's going to do to you before he does it. MJ, you know, MJ wouldn't say anything to you. But if you, if you came up and said, hey, Michael, have a good game. He's like, I'm going to give you 40 for just talking to me. <laughs> so so this is how that's how it used to be. And, and I was just telling Mark earlier. There were so many rivalries back in the 90s that made basketball fun. And not only were the players, it was the team-team rivalry, the fans got into it. You know, New York and Chicago fans hated each other. Detroit Detroit and Chicago fans hate each other. So Boston, L.A. fans hate each other. Those rivalries are no more. So it's good to see a a guy like John Morant trying to stir up the pot a little bit Mm -hmm. to get the onus on some rivalries between him and Golden State or whoever else they want to play. Now, I agree. I, I think we need it. I think we need the juice. The parody is keeping the standings tight. So the more dislike that's out there is a good thing. The other team I really like is Denver. Um, you know, I don't think Jamal Murray is is back yet. He's, he's struggled down the stretch of some possession ball games. One would expect that that two-man dance he does with, with Jokic will be great by the end of the season. They're deep. Um, Aaron Gordon is, is really, they have you know, he's staying, it feels like he's near the rim more. And with that body and that athleticism, um, that's where you want them. They've upgraded their defense. Like, I think they have a chance to be formidable by the end of the season. That's for sure. 
Hey, Doris, now's the point in the interview where we kind of ask you to buckle up because we let Tim ask a question late Uh-oh. in the interview. We do this strategically because if he really offends our guests and, and they turn off their computer, <laughs> then then we're okay because we got most of the interview in the books. <laughs> so, so, Tim, I, I know you've done research on, on Doris. We, we can back. always cut it out as, as, as we've done in the past. Yeah, editing is a great tool, isn't it? <laughs> but Doris am, I has- allowed, am I allowed to be profane? Because if you truly knew me, I am absolutely profane. Oh, we <laughs> Like oh, it. here we go. We like it. This is our kind right, of show. Tim. You know what? Fuck it. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this, Doris. You've been, <laughs> you've been accused of a lot of things, which is great. Like from being a white woman, from being uh, 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 Kate Winslet. You've heard all these things, right? Uh, what is it? What no. I oh, wearing your high heels out. And then Devin Booker said, have you seen her hands? So what do you have to say about all these accusations out there? <laughs> I, all I know is my, I, I am, uh, I, I was married for 18 years and then divorced. And I remember my, my, I was married at the time and my husband said, you know, social media was starting to become a thing. And he started to read me things that the social media people were saying. And I just looked at him, I go, don't do that. I don't want to know what people are saying. He goes, you got to listen to this one. He said, somebody said you have your hair pulled back so tight you could bounce a quarter off your head. (laughs) Now, looking back, is it any wonder I divorced him? No. (laughs) That's funny. Tim, Tim, I don't don't want to know what's out there, my friend. You got anything anything else, Tim? So nothing about the high heels or the hands or Kate Winslet, nothing? Nothing? Not not a thing. It's all good. Actually, I thought they were all compliments at the end of the day. So uh, being Uh accused of good things was okay. Yeah, well, shoot. I'll I'll take it. I I, I mean, Stacey gets accused. Stacey gets accused of being the black Brad Pitt all the time, so we get it. Oh, man. Okay, see, see, this is what I have to deal with. You know, I was voted 10 most sexiest men in Montana by the Women's Rotary Club, and they've been hating ever since, Doris. They've been hating ever since because they weren't in the magazine. They would not allow me to bring them with me, and this is why Michael Jackson left the Jackson 5, okay, because he could only take the Jackson 5 so far, and he had to go solo. I'm sorry, Tito and Randy. It's not my fault, okay? And Devin Booker said, did you see his hands? Oh, hey. Doris is a hooper, though. Yeah. She's a hooper. I know, but Devin Booker actually said, did you see her hands? I Are, think he meant my handle. I'm thinking yeah, he handle. Meant yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Not her hands. She's, she's, she's a woman, I, man. I, that was the test. She oh said she God. didn't know what I was talking you, about. You, you get a chance for one question and Doris. you bungle it. No, Doris, you know, no. This is why we have that him on a leash. That was the test. See how I do we, that? You know, we have him on a leash, you know, and so we have this little button here that we hit just in case of emergency when he says something stupid. We just hit it. See how I got her? I knew it was the handles the whole time. But you know what he does? He does a great Christopher Walk. Hi Doris, it's great to meet you and I appreciate your handles as well. Wow, that's not bad. Yes, this is why he's on the show. This is this is the only thing he brings yeah. to the show is this Christopher oh, Walken. Man. Once the Christopher Walken dies, he's off the show. It's already dying. <laughs> He does all our ad reads, so you know he does the Christopher Walken voice to sell the hot sauce. We had so Dan Patrick yeah. on last week, sure. and Dan Patrick thought he did a great Christopher Walken, you know? So he's talking yeah. about Christopher Walken. You saw him at a party. He brought some kittens, and he's like, you know, Dan, they said, hey, what are you doing with these, these, what are you doing with these, uh, these kids? He said, I brought two kittens. Still, I had to do it, do it. Who doesn't show up at a party with a couple of kittens? <laughs> <laughs> and Dan, Dan Patrick lost it because he's like, oh, my God, he does it better than me. Oh, that's great. 
Damn, Patrick, man, you got some guests on your pod. Listen, listen, you know what? Give me the hot sauce podcast. We only bring the best, okay? That's why I reached out to you, DB, because you're one of the best, and you just spice up my show. I told you, when you came on, David, before you came on, I said the room lighting up. It was like some, yeah. some angelic moving around. I was like, look at this. It's like bright in here, lights. I could even see Mark early. The lights were off. Now I can see him. Oh, you're a sweetheart. You're a sweetheart. Well, next time, next time you do a Bulls game, we do a simulcast, because we know sometimes we do the side-to-side -side Right, thing, right. Know? They allow us to work with ESPN, you know, they allow us to be in the same uh, light, you know. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Hey, Doris, before I, we let you go, don't, don't ship me that. Don't ship me that sauce. We, we'll see one another at some. Yes, point. I'll bring it. I'll bring it to you. All right, Doris. Okay. Before we let you go, uh, I had a, the pleasure to work with uh, Cassidy Hubbard for a couple of years when she was first starting no, out in the business, and, and boy, her. her star has risen. Uh, I know that you've inspired a lot of young female broadcasters. That must be something you take a lot of pride in. I don't know about that. Like, I, I feel like I look at Cassidy Hubbard and Candace Parker and the next generation of women. You know what? They inspire me. Like, they know they belong. They are confident and comfortable. Their presence on camera, it just it gives me joy. And Cassidy Hubbard is one of the best people I know. So, uh, yes, she's awesome. She's great. Well, she loves her bulls, boy. Yeah, she I does. know she does. Yeah. <laughs> she rides and dies with Chicago Bulls. She's a friend of the program. We've had That's her right. on here. Uh, you well, got to get her on, too. Yeah, she's been on. We got, she, she came on early. Yeah, she was on. Yeah, we've, we've Sarah had, uh, Kustak we had as well. Sarah Kustak oh, on. Yeah, we, hey, listen. Great. Hey, women in the industry, man. Like, yeah. We're we bringing all the, the superstars up. <laughs> bringing all the superstars out. So, Lisa Byington. Lisa Byington, who's doing a great job in mm -hmm. Milwaukee. She worked with me she for a little is. bit. We had uh, we had her when Neil Funk was retiring. We brought her in. And, uh, you know, I told her, you know, whenever she's she number to, 14, by the way. Mark. No, no, no. Okay. She was there you go. Five. Okay. See, that, that's an inside the belt. Yeah, you, know, story. Person, you know what? See, these guys Just have the, the, the year that Neil was going to retire. They brought in 17 play by play guys. I had to work with 17 different people. They, Are had, you to, kidding? they yes. had to wear name yeah, tags, yeah. too. So Stacy would forget who he was working so, with. Doris, I their, swear to God, number. 17 <laughs> different broadcasts I had to work with. Okay. Adam was one of those 17. So uh, the first day, Adam was the first one I worked with. And, after that, I said, this is the guy. This is the guy. Because we had such a rapport with one another. And mm. I just knew. Okay. So then I went ahead and did the other 16. Okay. Mark was one of the 16. <laughs> yeah. Mark, but I got Mark on. Mark, Mark, Mark. They didn't want to let Mark come on. So I got Mark in. I pulled some strings to get Mark in. Now, Mark is one of the replacements now. So when Adam is doing football or something and the other guys yeah. can't do it because they don't want to, they call Mark out. The bull <laughs> <laughs> they say, hey, are yeah, you, when, when are nobody you else in the country are, are is you available. Busy? Yeah. You want to do the Bulls and the Rockets game tonight? No one's hey, going to be there. Hey, I'm working New Year's Eve because everybody else <laughs> see, had plans. See, everybody else is partying, but he's going to be there. But we had had 17 different guys and we had Lisa Byington was one of them. She was one of the, one of the people that I really love working with. And that would have been, that would have been, that's the first time that I've worked with a female. And I was just, I was blown away with how she handled herself and, and her knowledge of the game. And I was just like, man, I can see myself working with her. Like, this is awesome. You know? So yeah. I, I work with some good people, man. I had an opportunity to work with some good people. That's mm -hmm. cool. They Present the right company choice. notwithstanding. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Mark, I was 6,436. You know so, what? Chris Walken was on his list. Listen, no, listen, listen Mark. Mark. No, I'm my impersonation was high. Doris. Doris, I got, look, Mark, Mark was like number, he was ranked number 17 out of the 17 people. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then you know, then I moved him up because he's my friend. I moved That's him right. up in there and I got his foot in the door and all he needed was a chance because Mark never did play by play. He never did any of that. So he no. was coming, he was coming in like, 
with no experience whatsoever, but he has a great voice. He has a great presence and he knows Bulls basketball. So that's a great combination. And once he came in, you know, and I, I directed him a little bit. I was like the I was like the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain. <laughs> I was telling him what to do. He's pulling like, the strings. Because, you know, Mark, you know, when you first work with somebody, they want to call the game like like you're on the radio. And they want to call yeah. Oh, dribble left. Oh, he dri oh, he's tying his shoe right there. Oh, wait, he went to go scratch his ass over the corner. No, Mark, you don't need to call everything. You don't need to call everything. Just call. Boy, this is going sideways yeah, in a hurry. I'm doors, but you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying? In TV, everybody sees everything, so you don't need to call it like radio. So uh, right. I, I'm a big, I, I feel like, uh, you know, Mark really owes me a lot for uh, teaching him how to be wow. a good broadcast. Wow. Mark, we, Mark we're going to talk later. We're to talk out. later. <laughs> Mark, we're going to talk later about this. Shut up. Let, let Doris go so she can yeah. go play with her yeah, grandbaby. We're going to let you. Oh, my God. Let you enjoy your family. We apologize for the show going completely off the rails for the last few minutes. But As it does. It was such a joy to get a chance to visit with you for a while. Continued success in your career. Enjoy your family with this precious time Thank off that you. you have. And we'll look forward to watching you as the NBA season gets to the most important games and on into the playoffs. See you soon, DB. Thank you. Thank you for having me, guys. Be well. Give me the hot sauce, Doris. Give me the hot sauce. The great Doris Burke, our guest on episode 112. Hey, Doris Burke loved uh, Timmy's uh, Christopher Walken impersonation, and, and he's always the best advocate for selling the give me the hot sauce. Yeah, I'm done. It's Joe Pesci now. That's better than Tyson. <laughs> Absolutely freaking not. It's horrible. You think that's funny? It's horrible. You think that's funny? Like getting hot sauce in your eye? Okay. You know you sound you sound like somebody named like like Eddie Squidley or something. I that's don't his, think so. Who you, Eddie Squidley. That's your new nickname. Not Joe. And, and his shorts are too tight. Yeah, yeah. He's got he's got <laughs> It might be young what? Joe Pesci, but it's all right. Oh, this is terrible. We've given him too much too much rope. He's already hung himself twice tonight, so <laughs> Oh, sometimes what? it's three times. <laughs> tell, okay. tell the folks about yeah. the hot sauce, uh, whoever you are. You we are, want walking. We yeah. want walking. You know, you the guys fans are, are yelling, we want Christopher walking. You guys, you guys are just kind of mean. That's what it comes down to. You guys are mean. <laughs> we're, we're bullies, okay? Just, we're bullies, oh all right. Uh, let's do this. Where am I at here? This guy's had too who's, much to drink. Is there a cutoff here in the show? Like, who, this, you know, who's giving this, this guy drinks? Man, are you giving this guy drinks? Look at this. We got two versions. Yeah, nobody knows. The the angel, I am. This is great. Look at the reads. The angel version and the Andy version. Okay. What's Andy's version? You're supposed to do the hot sauce read. Oh, you're supposed to hot sauce. It's still funny, though. I mean, this is crazy. <laughs> look, at, look at Andy's read. Yeah, who, who, who did this? This is horrible. <laughs> Chief Little Legs is not getting read this way. Right, <laughs> this is valuable podcast time. I'm sorry. Go, go ahead, Tim. Go ahead, right here. Sorry, like, America. I can't even like think straight now. Go ahead, go ahead, America. Are you looking to score the hottest sauce in the game? Well, you're in luck. We've got all the sauce a kitchen needs from Chicago Fire, 1871. The hottest of the bunch. Like getting sauce in your eye there. <laughs> Okay, there's a cutoff from here on this show. There will be no more beer. Really? Alcohol served on this show again. St. Pat's Verde. Give me the hot sauce. This guy you covered. Stop by givemethehotsauce.com and use code KING21 to get 20% off. So you've, order. you've been filling a lot of orders during the holidays? Are you packing a lot of orders? Yeah, you're packing. <laughs> That's right. Packing a lot of orders? I don't pack shit. It's that guy whispers. Yeah. yeah. No, whispers packs it. I don't pack nothing. 
Okay, can we get to the next read, please? Can, <laughs> come over here. Hey, let's talk a little sports. Hey, hey, you're supposed to feed into that. You guys didn't do your job. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> there will be no more alcohol served on the Give Me the Hot Sauce set again. Okay, it's over. No. It's done. It, Only water. Or we Angel need, water sauce. Or, or we need more. One or the other. <laughs> All right, Mark, we, we, we get the train back on the track, yeah, please, let, before we let's crash. Let's talk a little Bears and NFL. Two games left in the regular season. The Bears will be in Detroit on Sunday. They finish up against the Vikings. Uh, Justin Fields is going to play. He left the last game early, kind of banged up his foot a little bit, but he says he's 100% and ready to go. Bears right now would hold the second pick in the NFL draft. And, Stacy, if they play their cards right, trade back a couple of times, they could accumulate a lot of picks because teams will always will give you too much to try to move up for a quarterback. America, it could be good for the Bears. Yeah. They get the number two spot. As Mark said, get accumulate draft picks, move back. But will they do that? I saw something. Uh, I don't know if this was just a random fan, but he said you could trade back to three for a team to move up for a quarterback, then trade back again with the Raiders who have the ninth pick and get Devontae Adams and the nine for the three. How about that trade? Well, as you know, Derek Carr is probably out of. <laughs> come on, man! They, they, did, they, did, they, did, they did wrong. They did Derek Carr wrong. He pulled, man. He pulled a no show. Come on, man! They did Derek Carr wrong, man. Derek yeah. Carr was the franchise quarterback. He's been a stand-up guy too. Yeah, he cried on the podium. He, yeah. he really wanted to win. You know, when you you know you a guy wants to win, and they cry in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why that's why I hit whispers in the throat with throat punches. He starts crying. <laughs> I've cried once or twice. Know, yeah, you won't know that I throat punched him. But I, I just didn't. I mean, listen, come on. There's only how many games? Two left. Two games two left. left. Yeah. What is what is Stidham going to do? Like they, they back up exactly. Nothing, yeah. They're going to probably get killed. So. Right. Play, play, play Carr out. Let him play well, and then you know let him build up his trade value. I don't understand that because you're not going to the playoffs, and so you want to see what the Stidham has uh, that's behind him. But if you you're not if you if if Carr is not in your future, how about let him finish out the year, put up some crazy numbers, throw for like 350 yards, and then trade him and get some picks and rebuild the Raiders. He didn't show up at the practice facility though. That's uh. Well, that's because he got benched. He has, know, he has to be let out. Just, just not show up. Is, yeah. uh, well, they gave him permission. It's a statement. Excused absence. Oh. Now there's been speculation that either Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers might wind up as the Raiders quarterback next year. America. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, if you're listening to me, TB12. Don't do it. TB12, I'm a big fan. I've always been a big fan of Tom Brady. Even Tom Brady at Michigan when he ran the 40 in two weeks. <laughs> TB12. <laughs> just retire, man. Go into broadcasting, you know, just take the easy way out. Take, you know, you played a lot. You won many. You're going to probably go, you're going to go down as the greatest quarterback in the history of the game. You don't have anything else to prove except now taking chance of getting hurt, uh, getting put behind a bad offensive line. We saw the line they had in Tampa Bay. He had no shot, even though they're going to make the playoffs. Just, just ride into the sunset and have everybody yell, Shane, Shane, <laughs> come back. Wow. Mom, wants you, Shane? <laughs> so, so if you ever seen Shane, the Cowboy movie, that's one of the greatest classics, Shane, with Alan Ladd. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go look it up. Shane is one of the classic Cowboy movies. But Aaron, you know, Aaron Rodgers being reunited with Devontae Adams, Adams would, yeah. be a, would be a really pretty good thing for them. I, but I don't know if Green Bay is willing to, with the way Rodgers is playing right now and the way he's been playing, why would you want to get rid of him? Because Jordan Love... You don't know what you have with him. In the extended time that he did play, he looked bad. You know, and you look at look what's going on in San Francisco. Okay, we know Jimmy G is the guy, okay? But 
Trey Lance is the number one pick. You know, he's their number one pick. And now you got, got Purdy. Brock Purdy Brock playing, yeah. Purdy was like the Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah. And he looks like Tom Brady in there now. Like yeah. the, the young Tom Brady that took over for Drew Bledsoe. Number he, five on the power rankings. And, and, and he's going to turn around and he's going to get this team to go deep in the playoffs because they have a defense that carries no matter where they go. They they can they that defense that San Francisco had is unbelievable. They got a running game. Uh, Debo Sanders got that high ankle sprain, but he should be back pretty soon. You got Christian McCaffrey, and you got a quarterback that's got a tight end and, and, and Kittle that can save him when he needs to. They 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 could run the table and get to the Super Bowl. Don't be shocked. Yeah, it really is wide open this year. It's gonna be interesting to see what teams make it to the big game. Miami lost to the Packers in their last game. They've been struggling, and their quarterback too, Atunga Vailoa, got knocked out. Another concussion, and people are wondering, Stacy, should he play football again? Mm-mm. Oh, man. I, I tell you what, man, those, those concussions that he had earlier in the season where he just like yeah, kind of scary. fell out, that was yeah. scary. I, I've heard where some people say that, you know, they feel like he might he, he might have some brain damage right now, but you you don't know. That's why you have doctors to be able to diagnose him. If if they say that he's okay, uh, that he needs to that he probably just needs some rest, you know, so be it. But I don't see him. I don't see him retiring early because of that. You know, there's some guys in this league. Luke Keekley retired early because of you know the concussions that he was getting. He was getting concussions, but he was a middle linebacker that's coming there tackling everybody all the time. So yeah. that's a little bit different than a quarterback. Maybe Dolphins should get some protection <laughs> to protect the guy. I'm gonna try this Andy's version. Read. Yeah, go ahead. Let me see what this song. Are you grossed out by your water? If you are, you probably switched to bottled water, but yet you know that's not mm-hmm. good for you, right? Because it's made of petroleum. What? Because it's made of petroleum, <laughs> made of and petroleum. it causes high levels of estrogen. What? That is why we only drink high-quality water here in the Sriracha Studios. Angel water. Stay hydrated all year long with water you can trust. Call our good friend Andy at Angel Water, 847-382-7800. To get Drew the Water Guru to come test your water for free. Who is Drew okay, the Water first Guru? First of all, first of all, okay, this is okay. What? what? Okay. See what I mean? Okay, first of all, <laughs> Chief Little Legs. I don't know how this <laughs> snuck in here in the reeds. I don't know how you came in here and, and printed this off. Estrogen? And, you know, I, I don't know. Estrogen. Drew the water petroleum. Guru. Drew the water guru. Somebody that was the was the studios locked up because like this Maddie. looked like this was added to the, to the script. Through. This is like it was added to the script. We normally don't see this. This is the first time I've seen yeah. the it's Andy's word for version. Word from Andy. Who is responsible for this? It's transcribed from Andy. It's an alternate he came version. In here? It's an alternate version. It's his live read in case you don't want our read. How dare Andy's. you? Well, let me tell you something. <laughs> Straight from the mouths okay, of, listen, from the mouths Sriracha, of little legs. Sriracha crew, we, we need to have a production meeting, and we need to go over these things, <laughs> and uh, we need to make sure that this is uh, we're able to read these kind of things. This was gross water. You grossed out by your water. How many people are grossed out by the water? I mean, not too many people are grossed out by water. No, nah, I don't think so. Hey, let's change the mood a little bit. We, we celebrated Christmas over the weekend, uh, and I know we've got some photos for those who are following along <laughs> on the YouTube chat. Stacey, you have a nice holiday. I mean, you uh, were on the road until the weekend, but you did get back in time. It was like planes, trains, and automobiles, America. <laughs> we were in New York. We hey, there's the, the green bean casserole if you're watching. Oh, there, 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 there it is. Oh, yeah. yeah and there's yeah. my son, Eric, and his fiance Mary. She's on. They're not together, which is kind of weird, but we put Brooke in the middle. Did you bring any in, They're Mark? not together. What do you mean they're not together? No, no, I mean the, in the photo, they're not oh, together. I thought, no, but you oh, said you'd bring Mark, some of that in me. so we know what a green bean casserole tastes like when it's good. Delicious whispers. Mark, I, I, when you told me they weren't together, I thought they broke up over Christmas. No, no, very much in love. Well, thank you. Jeez, don't scare me like 
like that, man. Dang. Okay, the green bean casserole. Uh, Brooke, I told you. I, Brooke, if you're listening, I know you are. Brooke, I told you, if there was there's there was 10 items on there at the Christmas festivities, uh, the green bean casserole would be about the sixth thing I go after. Look at after. that smile, though. She's so yes. proud of it. She's, she is so proud of it and whispers. Hers you know, is probably good. So much trash yeah. about it. It's probably so. like fresh green beans and that yeah. kind of thing. and. Growing with yeah, love, yeah, in their own garden. Good. But you know yeah. what? But but yeah, you know, Chris, we, we crispy got, onions. But you see, Mark, you got. I mean, it's, it's such a beautiful, festive place. Look at it, a nice Christmas yeah. tree, about ten yeah. feet tall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice. So I, you know, we got back from the Knicks game. We were supposed to fly back uh, after the game on Friday night to get back in Chicago by one. Plane gets some technical difficulties. Oh, no. We end up having to stay the night in New York. Would you fly Southwest Airlines? No, we flew. We flew Delta. Oh, <laughs> NBA program. Over those so, my so pictures. Then, and then, then, Thanks, then, guys. Then we didn't get back to Chicago till like six thirty, seven o'clock. So oh, I still had some last minute shopping to do. I still had to go by the butcher and grab some some prime rib and stuff. Yeah. And I get home and everything's closed. <laughs> So I had to dig, you know, I always keep gifts just in case for like people come over. Emergency. House. Yeah. Emergency gifts, you know, like, hey, how you doing? Stacey got uh, an autograph. They call that cash. <laughs> <laughs> that, that always works. <laughs> so, so I still had some stuff to get my kids. So I still had some cash. Shut your mouth, Tim. I still had some, some gifts to get my kids, right? So I had all these fire sticks. I had bought all these oh, fire yeah, sticks that's a good to, gift. To, to like furnish my house. Yeah. So every room had the fire sticks, you yeah. know? And I got a, I got a friend that, you know, does some, some wonders for me. I don't, you know. No, no, you don't want to advertise it. I know a friend that has a friend yeah, and a yeah. friend. Okay, so. It's in the so, TV business. So, yeah, in the TV business. In the TV business. So I didn't have the gifts for my kids just yet. So I had to pull out the old fire sticks. <laughs> I did a little wrapping. I yeah. put some tinfoil on nice. them. I didn't have any wrapping paper, so I wrapped them in tinfoil. So they can't and be I, tracked. I gave them to them. Merry Christmas. Merry there Christmas. you go. Nice. So that's all I can do. And I, man, I got one of my sons a TV. He got like a 70-inch uh, oh. TV, which he wanted. So one son got a 70-inch TV. The other one got a fire stick? No. The other one, no. The one who got the fire stick got four new tires to his oh, car. Oh, okay. Because he wanted tires. Because, you know, your kids are no longer, like, when they were little, you spoil them. They, so they had, like, all the, like, a million toys, a million yeah. gifts to open up. You know, because when I was growing up, you know, we, you know, we only got, like, one gift. It was socks or underwear. We never got toys and stuff in my yeah. You know, because we didn't even have a loot. Okay. So, so I said, when I get some money, my kids are going to get spoiled. So, when they were little, I used to spoil gifts all over the place. So, now it's big ticket items. So, tell me what you want because you're all in their 20s. Tell me what you want. So, one says, I like tires. I give him four tires for his car for the winter. Came right at the time, the, the perfect time with the snowstorm. One wants an Xbox. I got him an Xbox. Another one, you know, I want a TV. Got him a TV. Mark, this is not the conversation Stace and I had. Oh my God! He says I'm gonna buy them all cologne, some high karate, high karate, some, yeah, some canoe and some good. old spice, and they're all set. <laughs> We're all done. You know what's crazy, Mark? We did have that conversation. <laughs> we, I you, did say that. That is what you said. I did say that because I was a little upset with my children, okay? Because <laughs> they didn't do what they were supposed to do when I was gone away for eight days. Taking care of yeah, the dogs? They, no, no. That, my, my son got fired for taking care of the dogs. Oh. oh, shout out to Mary. Mary, my dog watcher. She takes care of my dogs when I go out of town. She's uh, all perfect. Mary Nagy, she's perfect. If you need a dog, you need to let you know someone to watch your dog if you're going out of town. Little Mimsy, if she Mimsy, if they need to go, you just give it to Mary. She'll watch it for you. And you had a visitor I saw on uh, social media. A third dog entered the fray. Oh, Winston. Yeah, yeah my two bullies 
had a little friend. Somebody dropped a little Winston off. He's another bulldog. So it was like three little bullies. They had a little bro session. Did and, they rough uh, him up a little bit? Yeah, they roughed him up. It was like, it was like prison. It was like prison, man. You, they took he was him. the smallest yeah, of the bunch. Yeah, so. he was the smallest of the bunch. They, they, they kind of punked him. They kind of punked him. Well, he came yeah. in with soap on a rope. <laughs> so it was going to be bad. He's like, hey, don't drop the, don't drop the doggy bone, buddy. Don't drop the doggy bone. Keep the doggy bone in your mouth, baby, because if it drops, you no telling what's going to happen. Hey, hey, Whispers, every week we uh, we give out recommendations for people to watch movies or series, and I, I see that you watch the same movie I did, that, that new Knives Out movie, Glass Onion. Glass what did you Onion? think of that? Oh, awesome. I, I, yeah. I enjoyed it quite, yeah. It was, yeah, it was, it was very well done, yeah. It, it, was, it wasn't, you know, there was enough twists in there to keep you really interested. I don't understand. Daniel Craig is like this British great detective, yeah. but he, he talks like he's from Alabama or something like that. Yeah. Like, what is that? But he he played that he, in both he plays movies. It, he plays that role. Perfectly. No, he pulls it off beautifully. This is, this yeah, is, it's, that's, it's a, that's a movie because that went to Netflix. Was it on? Yeah, Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, yeah, it's very well done. So I, I'm telling you, this, this is a thing that you could see them making three or four or five movies yeah. because it's always that who done it. And right. those movies, I'm yeah. telling you, because they're they're running out of ideas. This is a very fresh uh, idea movie because you don't think they could you know, after the first one, and they had a great ensemble in that first one. Uh, that they would be able to top that. This was really, really good. And, and spoiler alert, he figures it out before it happens. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, giving wow. out spoilers. I ruined it. Wow, yeah, you I ruined did it. it. I just did it. Yeah. Wow. Hey, you know, another twist on on a old-time story, it was a new movie that came out for the holidays called Spirited with Will Ferrell that was well and, done, and yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. And that was, really, it, it is a musical, but the whole thing is, that, you know, the Ebenezer Scrooge thing, Christmas Carol, they put a whole new spin on it. I'm not going to wreck it for anybody, but if you're looking for something to add to your holiday rotation. Well, Will Ferrell, turns out, was Ebenezer Scrooge in a past life. Oh, wow. Sorry, spoiler alert, spoiler Danger, Will Robinson. But I expected nothing from this movie, and it was It was entertaining, yeah. I haven't watched it. Did you see Bandit? What's that? Bandit, that movie that's no. pretty popular too. It's uh, about a true bank robber in Canada, most successful bank robber in the history of Canada, who did like 60 robberies for $2.6 million, like 20 grand at a time or something. Wow. And uh, it's a great story with uh, Josh Duhamel and uh, uh, who's that? Uh, oh. <laughs> who's that guy? in the photo? Yeah. For those people <laughs> listening on the podcast, oh, yeah. they Gibson, can't see yeah, the photo. That guy. <laughs> okay, Mel Gibson. Well, he's okay. a small role player in it, but uh, it's it's well done. True story. Yeah. All right. All right. That's, that's True story. Right. Okay. Well, I know that uh, Mike's uh, sitting in, in the limo listening to this. He probably has yes. some recommendations. We'll get his uh, next time. But but tell the folks if they want to be safe traveling on New Year's Eve, how they can get in touch with the best limousine service in the area. Is there a New Year's My, deal? Mike Almaros out there right now. It's The weather's nice. He's out there yeah. doing push-ups and some pull-ups against the side of the wall. <laughs> Shout out to Mike. My man, and I didn't want a half a chicken today. He asked me for a half a chicken. You heard him ask me. I did, yeah. I, he I asked, was like, where's my half a chicken? He, yeah. asked, he asked me that every time. So I'm going I'm going to Mariano's. You want a half a chicken? I'm like, Mike, I'm getting ready to go do two hours of a podcast. What am I going to eat a chicken for? Uh, shout out to Mike, though. That's my guy. Windy City Limousine provides championship service. Making a reservation is so easy, it's a slam dunk. Let Windy City break the full core pressure and traffic and get you to <laughs> <laughs> Get you to your destination in style and on time. Contact Wendy at 847-916-9300 or visit 
WindyCityLimos.com. And it's New Year's Eve. Yeah, be safe You don't want to be there. driving. Right. Call Windy City. Get you a limo. Get you a right. party bus. And let them drive you to your destination. Don't drive safety. yourself. Do not. Yeah. Do not. That's why we're not Before letting Tim sleeping. drive home yeah, today. We're not today. letting <laughs> we're not get Tim drive home. home today. He's yeah. going to get an Uber and in, a, in a Hyundai. That's what he's going to go on in a Hyundai. Hey, before right. we get out of here, we do want to pass along uh, wow. this breaking news from today. The soccer great, Pelé, passed away at the age of 82. He was voted the greatest soccer player of the 20th century, really universally regarded as the greatest soccer player of all time. Three World Cups. He scored two goals in the final game at the age of 17. Just uh, a remarkable athlete. You know, Stacy, when you think about athletes, uh, this is obviously before your time, but you go all the way back to the 60s. You know, really? it, was, it was Jim Brown, it was <laughs> Ali, it was Pelé. You know, he, he was regarded as one of the greatest athletes there, in the world. They, hey, there's, hero of mine. there's a uh, documentary uh, showing his rise from, you know, from a child all the way up mm -hmm. to, to being a superstar. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And, and you got to remember, he was coming up during a time where segregation yeah. and all kind of stuff. Uh, amazing soccer player. It will go down as the greatest of all time. And Messi, Messi now who's only got one, he's got one World Cup. Mm -hmm. You get three. I don't think you'll see another player get three World no. Cups. You just won't see it. And 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 to be to be the guy, the reason why they got those World Cups. He had his hand in all of that as a great player. He wasn't a role player. He wasn't a guy just being part of a team. He was the reason why they won the World Cup. And, so, and he's noted for the bicycle kick. Yes. Right. But yes. even though they say he didn't invent it, He's still noted for it because he did it in the World Cup. Sad day in sports. Yeah. Legend gone. And Tim actually is kind of rounding into sobriety late in the show. So this is great. Wow. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> Just like Some heartfelt sentiment at the end of the show for soccer. Great you know what? I'm yeah. Tim, ra Tim rallied at the end of the I'm show. I'm going to give you a sweaty hug here at the end. <laughs> hey, hey, America. I'm, hey, America. I'm just going to tell you. Like it, looks cold. it looks cold here because we got sweats on. But it's like a sauna up in this. It's, it's, it's hot as hell up in here. Okay. Sweating like a sweating like a. It's a hot show with a temperature to oh, match. Oh, Frosty the Snowman in Normally Vegas. Normally hold hands, but summer. we can't tonight. Uh, do you, what do you Say? <laughs> Normally hold hands. <laughs> hold Come on, bring it over. Just trying to get off this show, man. Hey, let's Wrap bring down the curtain. Over. Episode one twelve. We wish all of our listeners a happy and safe New Year. <laughs> Enjoy the celebration. We'll see you next week with another great guest on Give Me the Hot Sauce. Play the finish. Get us home. Drive on, Tracy. Chicago, BB.